time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. A very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday. Your best look ahead to the weekend sport. A major focus as ever on the Dons from Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and myself, Dave McDermott. In tonight's show, following Wednesday's good win in Dingwall and the closing of the January transfer window, it's a home clash against Hamilton tomorrow afternoon. We'll also look at the latest developments on AFC's plans to move away from Pataudry, the latest on the Scotland situation, the rest of the weekend action and, of course, we have, as ever, the predictor. But first of all, Dave, looking back to last Saturday... Yes, um, a game, a great second half recovery to see off Kilmarnock and this was a match that had two contenders for goal of the season. McLean finds McGinn once again, stabs it into the path of McKenna who's in a bit of space, McKenna comes forward, thinks about the long range shot, oh my goodness me, what a fantastic goal that was, oh 40 yards out. Scott McKenna just looked up and absolutely thundered that past Jamie McDonald. Well, we thought GMS's goal last week was special. That tops it. Tackled by McGinn. Right, the break is on now. McGinn, he's got McLean coming forward. He's got Mackay Stephen already forward. Still now McGinn. McGinn goes past O'Donnell. Still McGinn tries a shot. Oh, yes! His first goal in his second spell at Pittori, and what a belter it was. Well, we've seen Andrews not only last Saturday, but we also saw uh, some cracking goals, not least Aberdeen's third on Wednesday night. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see great goals, go and watch Aberdeen at the moment. And uh, the return of Niall McGinn, I think, has kick-started Aberdeen's goal-scoring form once again. So looking forward to the game tomorrow immensely. Yeah, and uh, the Dons are in a rich game, uh, vein of form just now, aren't they, Dave? Yeah, they, they certainly are. Consistency is uh, what it's all about. Aberdeen started the week going for a hat trick of wins, and they're, you know they're they're two thirds of the way there. And uh, I suppose if we're looking at downers, it was yet another yellow card for our captain. Yeah, and Derek uh, reckons the referees are giving a, a raw deal to Graham Shinney. The booking the other night was so disappointing. It's his first foul in the game, and you know it's right outside um, the opposition box. It's not as if he's he's stopping a promising attack. There was other challenges I felt after that that um, that didn't go punished with a yellow card, and it was no more than a foul like Graham's. You know, I thought the other night it was very harsh. I think there's been three or four of them have been very harsh, but you know there, there is that um, you can't take that side away from his game. He's you know that kind of wants to go all the way, make contact, win his tackles. He wins more tackles than any other player I've got, um, and I think he was harshly treated the other night and getting a yellow card because it was his first offence. And the manager Dave was indicating that uh, not not uh, all players are treated in the same way, and uh, Graham does get a bit of a raw deal. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, Hearts boss uh, Craig Levine um, is is joining in with this. He's far from impressed with the uh, robust style, shall we say, of uh, Celtic skipper Scott Brown. I think Scott had, after the game at Pencastle, when Harry bossed him, I think he, he decided he wasn't going to let that happen. You know, uh, I know Scott for a long time, and he's aggressive in the, in the way he plays. I think everybody should get a little bit more protection for Scott Brown, really. Yep, Scott Brown, of course, uh, the counter, Andrew, was Brendan Rodgers saying, well, qu- querying that uh, 
Hearts played a 16-year-old against a team that's in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, uh, that wasn't the point. I think um, uh, what we've always been going on about is is the fact that uh, Scott Brown seems to get away with four or five fouls before he's even spoken to, never mind booked. Uh, I thought Andrew Dallas handled the game quite well on Wednesday uh, by speaking to, to players after they committed fouls and telling them another offence like that but and you're going into the book, but then he didn't Shinny. do it to Graham Shinney. Uh, and Bobby Madden was exactly the same at Ibrox the week before and I, I do think that um, you know Graham can feel rightly aggrieved at some of the bookings he's picked up. Some he holds his hands up and say deserve that, but it's just this consistency once again that uh, seems to be lacking. Yeah, we also saw the closing of the transfer window, Andrew, and uh, good to see that it was players in, and there was no uh, players going out, which we'll come to in a minute. No, I mean, uh, in the window, Frank Ross and Greg Tanzi did go out and loan Craig Story was released from the club, but uh, we've got Michael Devlin in, Sam Cosgrove, Niles back, uh, Chiri Nakwali has come in. Sorry, Wakali, you've got to drop Indeed. the N when you pronounce it. And Freddie Woodman from Newcastle uh, joining on loan. Uh, a lot of the the moves in the window were loans and I think that's uh, symptomatic of the, the fact that Scottish football doesn't have the cash float, floating around that um, uh, seems to be almost drowning the Premiership down south. Some of the deals down south were eye-watering and crazy for, uh, but good work from Derek McInnes and the Aberdeen uh, staff uh, in this window I think. Yeah, we'll hear from Aberdeen's new goalkeeper shortly but uh, one player that uh, Derek made it perfectly clear that wasn't going to go as our young centre-back. Yes, uh, Scott McKenna, of course. Um, Derek McInnes uh, has confirmed today that a club did plan another move for him. There was another conversation. It wasn't um, an official bed and writing, but there was a conversation where um, it was muted another um, figure was was put to us and put to the chairman So, but it was uh, refused again as, as we'd said it would be so um, but I think it was reported that there was a third inquiry or a, an additional offer and that would be although it wasn't in writing so it's partly true A sign of the times, Andrew, that uh, Aberdeen, you know, it wasn't that long ago when they probably couldn't have afforded to turn down any cash offers for any player. Well, you're absolutely right there. And uh, from what we heard, it was round about the £700,000 mark. I mean, we did hear of other uh, transfers supposedly being up to £8 million. Um, Never substantiated, never happened. Was it pie in the sky? Who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been an interesting transfer window. Some good signings made by clubs. Um, when you look around them, I'm trying to pick out the one non-Aberdeen transfer because I know who I think was the best move in the transfer window. He's, he's just re- come back to Aberdeen. But um, elsewhere, I think Motherwell, uh, having lost Louis Moult, Curtis Main coming from Portsmouth, he started off well, three goals in his first three games. He could be one to watch for the rest of the season. OK, so who is your, your uh, which move do you, did, uh, took your eye? Oh, the one that stood out for me was Snell McGinn coming yeah. back without any question at all. I mean, he's he's hit the ground running, scored that fantastic goal last week. He's creating chances. Adam Rooney scored four in his last four games. Is it coincidence that it's because McGinn's back? Yeah. I think not. Dave, any of the deals impress you? Yeah, um, again, if, if it was... Um, it, 
Aberdeen, I, I would go, I would go for McGinn. Niall McGinn. Obviously, that would be the one. I totally agree with Andrew there. Um, I would go for Simon Murray uh, on loan to Dundee for the rest of the season. He scored 14 goals for Hibs. He's a dark blues fan. He says joining them is, quote, a good fit. He could be perhaps the cutting edge, which can give some good football that the team have played uh, an end product. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to go for Stevie Naismith, a very experienced uh, player who can play in a, a number of positions that of course going to Hearts and I think he could be quite significant but that's only because I wasn't allowed to use Nalm again either yeah. otherwise <laughs> we would have all, gone, all from, yeah. gone for him now Dave the, goal, the goalkeeping situation is interesting Danny Rogers if he doesn't start I'm sure we'll feel that he hasn't really done anything anything wrong but we've now got to two quality keepers again yeah, it, it's great to see Freddie Woodman um, coming in for the rest of the season. A great piece of business, really. When you when you look at his pedigree, he's only uh, twenty. But if you look at what he's packed into his uh, career already, he's got you know a World Cup winning uh, medal um, in his hand from from England. Now he says he's not come to Petardry just to make up the numbers. I don't think um, anyone wants to sit on the bench. You know, it doesn't matter where you're from or, or if you've been here a long time. Um, for me, you know, I'm twenty years old. I, I want to play games I'm, I'm, I'm happy when I'm out on the pitch playing um, but I know it's going to be tough you know I'm going to push for my place and hopefully there'll be good, good competition so I can just keep getting better Similarities Andrew to the Danny Ward situation uh, a couple of seasons back Absolutely I mean the Freddie was on the bench for Newcastle midweek so he's obviously very highly rated as Dave mentioned he's got the under 20 World Cup winners medal from the summer he played in the European Championship winning under 17 side with England so he's he's packed a lot of high quality football into a short space of time and he looked very impressive when we saw him play for Kilmarnock last season so uh, Danny Rogers has, has got severe competition for that goalkeeping spot Yeah and he, he's for a, for a 20 year Mm-hmm. He's, as you mentioned, or indicated, he's packed such a, a lot in, and uh, I'm sure it's a great problem for for Derek to have. Yeah, absolutely. And as for Freddie, he's uh, really relishing the chance to help the Dons drive for success this season. That's great. Um, you know, the goals that that the team have got. Um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to buy into them. I'm ready to to help them push push all the way. Um, that was probably one of the main reasons I come here. You know, they've still got a chance to win, to win silverware and and push um, push for that second spot and, and, and get in Europe. So it's something that it's something I'm really looking forward to, and, and I can't wait to just get started. And I think the first time we'll know what's going to happen, Dave, is probably when the, the team lines come out tomorrow. Yes, I think so. I mean, we did uh, press uh, the manager on this uh, on a number of occasions, but uh, he just hit everything back with a straight bat, as you would expect. I made my decision, but it's uh, but I need to have that competition to make decisions in all the areas of the pitch. It's, I think I've got good competition. I'm really pleased with how the squad... In terms of numbers, you know, we've got real kind of options there, and I think that'll be important to us. Um, but we've got suspensions coming up, and uh, no doubt at the back end of the season we'll have more suspensions. And it's this part of the season now that determines if it's been a success or not for us. And it's important that we have that squad and strength and, and depth to, to deal with that. I wouldn't pick my team and give you my team any other position. So um, you asked if I'd made a decision, and I said yes. So I have made a decision. Yes, <laughs> Derek making his uh, views uh, particularly clear. 30, Hamil- 30 seconds to say, get lost. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, politely. Hamilton, they always 
make it stuffy. Now, interestingly, on Red TV tomorrow, we're going to be joined by Mikey Devlin, who, of course, uh, was captain of Hamilton. Inside out, yeah, but but he, he was saying that there's a few new faces even there, in the short time since he's been away. Well, exactly. I mean, uh, he did mention that the core of that squad that he was part of has, has gone. And uh, with injury problems, Darian McKinnon and Doogie Emery, who are always highly combative in the, in the middle of the park, they are not going to be there. It's a, a little bit of a, a sort of shot in the dark as to, to trying to work out what Hamilton will be about tomorrow. But uh, I, I think Aberdeen will be too strong for them because the, if they can repeat some of the football they've played uh, first half against Ross County, second half against Kilmarnock, um, if they put 90 minutes of that together, they'll just blow Hamilton out the water. It's a great chance uh, to make it nine points out of nine, Dave. Yeah, it is. Um, Derek McInnes, again, he's uh, you know very upbeat, very uh, happy with the way things are going. He says the Dons are determined to get that third victory in the space yeah, of a very week. Very good commander team who hadn't lost away from home and uh, been doing well. We got up to Dingwall and won during the week, a team who are fighting for survival and every point's precious and I thought we dealt with that very comfortably. And now we have a home game against Hamilton, another team who every point's precious. So at this stage of the season, you know, whether it's teams trying to get into Europe, top six, um, or stay in the league, you know, there's a lot on each and every game. And uh, and none more so than ourselves. Hopefully we can uh, get on top of Hamilton tomorrow and win the game, but we're not expecting it to be straightforward. We're going to have to work for it. Andrew, you're one to watch tomorrow? Uh, I'll go for Ryan Christie. Um, worked hard against Ross County. Uh, created two of the... Or was credited with assists for two of the goals. He was the man brought down for Rooney's penalty. He played the pass for Kenny McLean's first one. Uh, but he's, he's sort of slipping behind Adam Rooney in the goal-scoring stake, so I'm sure he'll want some goals tomorrow. Dave? Uh, Adam Rooney, for me, found the net twice in Dingwall in midweek as we know his usual clinical penalty and a very good finish to round off a, a brilliant move he'll be really confident of uh, keeping on the goals trail tomorrow it's time to talk dogs stand free with North Sound 1's Red Friday you're listening to North Sound One's Red Friday with Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and me, Dave McDermott. The Dons face Hamilton at Pataudry tomorrow afternoon, but the big news off the park was major developments in Aberdeen's plans to move to a new location. News just in in the last kind of five minutes or so. City councillors have voted in favour of Aberdeen Football Club's plans for the new £50 million stadium and training complex. After a five-hour meeting, elected members gave the development the thumbs up by 32 votes to nine. Don's chairman Stuart Milne has been speaking to us in the last half hour. Delighted with the position we always felt that we'd, we'd forward a very strong case and I think at the end of the day we had an officers today and from the, the bulk of the council members. I suppose how important Aberdeen Football Club is viewed within the city and the region and how important this project is. The supporters I spoke to here today told me it's onwards and upwards for AFC. This should have been done a long time ago and I think the council has seen since. A good idea, I think. But not everyone's happy. Diane Reid is from the No Kingsford Stadium Group. She says the fight against the complex isn't over yet. It is our view that council officers and councillors failed in their duty to apply the law 
in this case and we will now progress our petition for judicial... And now the next step is for Scottish Government ministers to be informed of the decision. They could call in the project and there's also a possible judicial review on the horizon. So time will tell as to whether or not it goes ahead but after today, Aberdeen FC are one step closer to securing their dream of a home away from Pitodry. Yes, and uh, great news this week, Andrew. And uh, after 18 years of looking to move, uh, hopefully a wee bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, well, it's a it's a major step forward. There's no question of that. There's obviously still work to be done uh, before uh, everything's finalised. But uh, as I said, huge step forward. Yeah, good news, Dave. Yeah, I I think I think definitely so. Um, you know, the club um, have put forward the case that this will this will benefit far more than just the club. It will benefit the the community and the economy. But as we've said, um, you know, this ain't quite over yet. Uh, there may be one or two twists and turns and delays still to come. Yeah, the other stadium news or battle is Murrayfielder Hamden for the SFA. It's been a fraught week, to say the least, for the SFA. We've been running a, a Twitter poll which uh, most uh, fans seem to prefer Murrayfield as opposed to Hamden. But as you say, we've lo- they've lost. They're look- still looking for a new manager, Andrew. They're now looking for a new chief exec and they can't decide long term where the team's going to play. Yes, SFA in fine shape. Uh, not. Um, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not convinced by either argument for Hamden or for Murrayfield. Um, Hamden, yes, the spiritual home of Scottish football, so many memories for so many people. Uh, but the revamped Hamden, I'm afraid, uh, is rather a sterile place. Murrayfield, we were there for the, the Hearts game with Aberdeen. It's a rugby stadium and you'd have to change it to fit football in there. Uh, it's... The the viewing lines are are great, but you need to have hell of a good eyesight to be able to see from one side of the uh, well to the near touchline to the uh, the the behind the goal areas etc etc. So it may be the time that really what Scottish football needs to do is build a brand new stadium somewhere far more central, Stirling perhaps, um, and just have a bespoke stadium for the game. You wouldn't want to be uh, doing the PR for the SFA this week, would you, Dave? Uh, no, no, you, you or cer- any week. No, exactly. You certainly would not. I, I totally agree. A brand new stadium right in the centre of Scotland would be absolutely ideal. But uh, the whole Scotland situation, a lot of people having uh, their opinions and voicing their views. Let's hear from former Scotland boss Craig Brown. But first of all, chair of the North of Scotland Tartan Army, Alan Duncan. Right now, we've got no manager. We don't know where we're going to be playing matches. Um, we've got friendlies arranged uh, all over the world, uh, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, we have no memberships uh, paid up for the next two years yet. We don't know what's happening with tickets, um, for instance. So, yeah, there's loads going on. But if you take the manager's position, who would want to come in and manage the Scottish national team given the circumstances right now. It is a mess, yeah. Oh, they, they need someone strong who can lead and implement strategy and change uh, without being bogged down with the, uh, the Scottish football politics. It's a strong man that's required and one who's got a presence and they can lead the country. So, you know, he's hard to find and I think it might be advisable to get someone out with the Scottish football game because, you know, they all have various, uh, they're under scrutiny all the time and have been, so it would be much more difficult for uh, uh, the executive to come from within the game of uh, Scottish football. 
Time now for the predictor and uh, well, last week the scores we all scored three each but uh, we were very consistent predictably, <laughs> the Red Army scored five, so at the moment the table is, Andrew, you're still bottom obviously, at 59 Obviously uh, I'm in third <laughs> in 62, Dave, you've got 67 but uh, 12 points clear now, the Red Army and Alan Duncan, who we heard from there is uh, going to be representing the Red Army this week and let start uh, Dave with uh, of course Aberdeen against Hamilton tomorrow Aberdeen Hamilton I've got a good feeling about this one 3-0 Aberdeen I'm going 3-0 as well okay I've gone 4-0 lunchtime kickoff uh, tomorrow Andrew is Kilmarnock Celtic well it very much depends which Celtic turn up I wasn't particularly impressed with their victory against Partick Thistle but by all accounts they they played very very well against Hearts in midweek Kilmarnock we saw them last weekend stuffy side Steve Clark's got them better organised but I think Celtic have got enough firepower to win the game 3-1 Dave? I'm going one better than that. 4-1 Celtic. I've gone 3-1 Celtic. You'll f- As we go through, I'm sure you'll find a pattern emerging between myself yeah, and Andrew. Rubbish. We're, no we're the bottom two no for collusion. a reason. Uh, Dave, staying with you, Dundee against Ross County. Yeah, um, Dundee with back-to-back wins under their belts. Ross County at rock bottom. They, they played OK in, in little patches against the Dons in midweek, but I take the Dark Blues to win 2-1. Yeah, I'd agree, 2-1. I thought County were a bit disjointed, particularly at the back, and they're going to struggle for the rest of the season, I'm I've afraid. gone 1-1. Andrew Hearts against St Johnston. Well, Hearts, um, despite that defeat to Celtic, um, they've, they've been going well, and St Johnston are really struggling, so I'm going to go 2-0 to Hearts. Dave? Uh, 2-0 to Hearts. Yeah, I've gone 2-0 Hearts, uh, which means that ain't going to happen. Uh, Dave, Motherwell Partick. Partick in better form when you look at the the two teams. Four wins from the last six games, the well with only two, but they do have home advantage, so I'm going to go 1-1. Andrew? Because of Curtis Main, who I highlighted as being potentially one of the good January window signings, I'm going to go 2-1 for Motherwell. Yeah, I've gone 2-1 Motherwell as well. And finally, Rangers, Hibs, Andrew. Well, Hibs seem to have the wooden and Rangers a wee bit. And if there's one manager that's going to go to Ibrox without any fear whatsoever, it's going to be Neil Lennon. Uh, I don't know if they're good enough to win the game, but I think they're good enough to get a draw. So I'm going to go 1-1. Dave? Uh, 2-1 Rangers for me. I've gone 1-1 for Rangers, Hibs. So that's our predictions. Let's get the Red Army's predictions, courtesy of Alan Duncan. Right, let's start then. Uh, Kilmarnock against Celtic. 4-1 Celtic. Aberdeen against Hamilton. Always a tricky one. I'd say 2-1 Aberdeen. Dundee play Ross County. 1-0 Dundee. Hearts up against St Johnston. 2-0 Hearts. Motherwell versus Partick Thistle 1-0 Motherwell And finally Rangers v Hibs 1-0 draw It's a top of the table clash in League 2 Peterhead against Montrose tomorrow Highland League highlights there Andrew Well the, the main game is uh, the repeat of the cup tie in midweek It's Cove Rangers against Formartin United uh, Fraser Burra fresh from their battle with Rangers They travelled to Princess Royal Park in Banff to meet Devon Vale OK, games of the day in, in the juniors Cooter against Dice and Newborough Thistle against Banks That's it on the Red Friday podcast Thanks for checking us out Remember we're on North Sound 1 from 6.30 to 7 o'clock every Friday and the podcast is available both on the website and on iTunes. It's not Sound One's Red Friday.